Broadcasting from down on the bayou, it's the Average Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast. A proud member of the Roar Network, powered by thegorillaposition.com. And now your hosts, Michael Leander and Patrick Fry. And welcome to episode 48 of the Average Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast. We're back in the studio after a week off. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was sick. Patrick was out of town, so it was a great time just to take a week off. But we're yeah. back in this beast, baby. And of course, with it being the Collar and Elbow Studios, we got your deal on some great Collar and Elbow merchandise. Our product of the week this week is the Collar and Elbow Logo Backpack. It is camo, and of course, with the Collar and Elbow logo on it. You can get 10% off that and your entire order so this is how you get it. You can either go to collarandelbowbrand.com, and when you're at the end of your checkout in the promo code section, put the average marks, or you can check out our new episode on thegorillaposition.com, and you can check out the backpack there. Click the link, and that will send you straight to collarandelbowbrand.com. Patrick, what did it do? Not much, man. Kind of refreshed now yeah. uh, after the, uh, the week off. Uh, of course, the week leading up to last weekend, mm-hmm. right after we did our last episode, I started feeling kind of bad. My my throat yep. got sore. I started coughing, sneezing, runny nose, and all that stuff. And uh, I think that was the day after. Well, I don't know. I can't remember. But it wasn't long after we did the podcast. I, I felt like just crap is what I felt like. And uh, finally, le- leading up to last weekend, I was feeling better. Still some crud in my chest. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you started feeling bad, so we decided mm-hmm. not just to you know take the week off. We're back yeah. now. I'm feeling good. You're feeling better. Yeah. So so you got the germ hot tag. From Brink. Yeah, I think, I, I mean, I'm assuming it was from Brink because I went watch the LSU-Florida game at his house. He warned me before. I was like, I'm sick. I was like, well, I don't care. I got to go watch the game because I watched the game over there last year and they won, so I got to go back there again because I'm superstitious in a way. <laughs> but I went, got sick, and, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, so apparently... I, I took, you know, I took the risk. Uh, it did not pay off, but I'm, I'm well now, so we're So good. apparently it was a six-man tag against the germs because then yeah. I took the hot tag from you. Yeah. And, uh... And you finished the match. You we won, yeah, so exactly all good. We got the dub. <laughs> got so the one, two, three. Uh, but for today's episode, average marks number forty-eight for October twenty-first, two thousand eighteen. Uh, a lot has happened since we last did an episode. Obviously, all the controversy mm-hmm. surrounding WWE Crown Jewel. We'll discuss that. We're also going to discuss the show as well because as of right now, it's going to happen. Also, the NWA's 70th anniversary show is tonight, yep. and uh, of course it's going to involve the rematch with Cody Rhodes and Nick Aldis for the NWA World's Championship. Of course, you uh, got into it with Nick Aldis on Twitter. We'll talk about that yeah, as well a little bit, uh, as well as Cheap Heat, too, so we'll, we'll figure that out. Also, um, of course, we know SmackDown Live is going to be going to Fox next year, 2019. Apparently Fox, though, wants SmackDown, or wants Vince, I guess, to... Change the direction of SmackDown in a way. We're going to talk about that as well. Also, New Japan wrestlers are apparently unhappy with this new management they're having. Mm-hmm. We'll discuss that. And uh, we'll update the Junior Tag League that's going on right now. Of course, the uh, precursor to the World Tag League that'll be happening next month as well. Cheap Heat, uh, Ronda Rousey absolutely roasted the Bellas. Yes. 
Uh, Aries and Impact, what's going on with those two guys? Of course, we had the finish uh, at Bound for Glory. Mm-hmm. That was the no-sell. And then, uh, of course, the, your, I guess you could say feud with Nick Aldis on Twitter. Not necessarily a feud, but your exchange yeah. with Nick Aldis on Twitter. So I all beat that, him down just like Cody's going to beat him down tonight. Yes, sir. And we'll talk all about that here on The Average Marks, episode number 48 for October 21st, 2018. That's right. Your central hub to find out everything you need to know about our show is at Average Marks. Dot com Really cool new function of the website. It's our news tab. We invite you to go check that out. Just hit news. It's going to show up with WrestleZone, Wrestle News Source, Cage Side Seats, Diva Dirt, WWE, and Impact Wrestling. So you can keep up with tons of sources right there. Also, under our media tab, of course, we have our hottest woman in wrestling tournament going on right mm-hmm. now. Plus, we got a new thing called Amp Radio that we're working on. Yeah. So you can go right there. You can check out our demo, of course, our podcast, listen to the first 25, and you can find out where we are broadcasting on all your favorite podcast platforms, pretty much we're everywhere. If you're indulging in podcasts there, we're there. Just search The Average Marks. But if you're listening to us on iTunes, please go a step further because apparently the internet says iTunes is the end-all, be-all of podcasting. So we need your help. Go ahead, listen to the episode, subscribe to us, leave us a comment, and leave us a rating on every single episode, and that will get us stuck in the algorithm and get us suggested to other iTunes users. Starting next week, Patrick, Mm -hmm. we asked the Amp Nation, where should we live stream, Facebook or YouTube? Overwhelmingly, People said Facebook, so we're going live on Facebook next week. Awesome, yeah. So be sure to follow us on the uh, on Facebook at or like us, mm-hmm. uh, the Average Marks podcast. I think or is it just the Average Marks at the Average Marks at the Average Marks. We already have three hundred likes, so we yes. want to thank everybody for liking our page. We really appreciate the support. Yeah. So uh, go hit that like, and next week we're gonna start doing Facebook Live, and it's free. Yeah. All you have to do is uh. You know, you can watch the show live. Um, we have it set up. We may have to do it in the other studio where we go, or we can get our engineer to hook it up in here to where our broadcast audio will go over Facebook Live. Mm. So maybe we can see if uh, old John, our buddy yeah, John O'Connor, yeah. our new engineer we got, uh, will can hook that up for us. Well, I, I can bring my our laptop old, in. Our old, because in the other studio, our old engineer, Alan, hooked that one up. So, yeah, uh, shout out. So, uh, and of course, Alan has a new job now, but... So I don't want to bug him. So we'll see if John can figure it out. Yeah. If not, well, we'll we'll figure something out. John O'Connor. John O'Connor. But anyway, um, so yeah, what were you? Uh, <laughs> oh no, I was just saying second. we're going Facebook Live. But also, yes, yeah, um, if you voted for YouTube, don't fret. You're not going to be able to watch it live on YouTube. But we're still going to put our live streams uh, recorded mm-hmm. on YouTube. Yeah. So it might might be a day later, but uh, for all our YouTube uh, fans, it'll still be there. Absolutely. So, uh, really looking forward to seeing, you know, because I think that's our biggest platform is Facebook to see how how much reaction we get from going Facebook Live next week. Looking forward to that. So, let's dive into uh, the show now. First uh, topic of discussion, obviously, a lot has happened the last two weeks. WWE Crown Jewel, all of a sudden, you know, receiving criticism. And they were already receiving some criticism when they went back in April. Because of obviously, um, you know, the way they, I guess, treat women over there, how mm-hmm. women are not really, I guess they're just not respected, you know, evenly over there. And it, it, it sucks to say, but. And apparently, you know how they did that pre-roll of how progressive this dude was and how yeah. he was doing so much like, for women hell? and stuff yeah. like that. Apparently, that's not so much the case. That was just, <laughs> that was pretty much kayfabe. Like, I think this past year, the first woman in Saudi Arabia was allowed to drive. Yeah. Like, that, that just, you know, take that for what it's worth. Yeah. But 
now it's a, there's a new center of controversy in Saudi Arabia. Apparently, this Saudi journalist goes, but he's also a U.S. citizen. He's that's, a U.S. citizen. Well, he works for the, the Washington Post, Something is like it, that, yeah. or he works for a major newspaper. Yeah. He was a journalist. He, he he's of Saudi. Um, I think that's his ethnicity. He's Saudi Arabian. I guess that's what it would be his ethnicity. But uh, he went to this the place in Turkey, like the Saudi place, and I was the uh, you know a little more about it. You know where he went. But basically, he was murdered. This journalist got murdered. The only place I know in Turkey is Istanbul. But apparently, you know, he came out and talked negatively about Saudi Arabia, and then he shows up at the Saudi, maybe as maybe the Saudi embassy in -hmm. Turkey, and was killed by some Saudi Arabians, I guess. And I think they, I don't know if they came out and actually admitted that it happened. I don't know. It's just, but basically. I think the the and I you know I don't keep up with that kind of news because it just does you know whatever. Um, but certainly you know it's affecting pro wrestling now. It's affecting this uh, the WWE show over there. So I've tried to invest a little bit more into it. But I mean all I, all I've read was that you know this guy got murdered. He was a, a Saudi Arabian U.S. citizen. That was a journalist that showed up and he apparently spoke ne- you know negatively about Saudi Arabia. So. And I guess the, you know they were out to you know put a hit on him, and they did. Yeah. And he's uh, apparently dead now. So this has caused a lot of stir as to why WWE has this deal with Saudi Arabia. First of all, uh, the numbers show that Saudi Arabia is paying WWE sixty million dollars for this crown jewel event. Is that an American or is that their money? I think it's American money. Oh. Sixty million dollars, American money. And, you know, I understand why people would say, hey, don't go. Because let's face it, like, it's it was never a good idea. But when you're a publicly traded company and you got to run a business and somebody waves $60 million in your face, I mean, what? And then now, not only that, but you've already advertised that you probably sold tickets. Like, you would be letting down an entire country. Granted, it's a country that I don't agree with their ways and beliefs, but as a business, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't, just, I don't know. It, it, either way, it, WWE can't win. Right, and, and you put it a great way, talking about it being a you know publicly traded company. Obviously, investors want a return on their investment. And if you make decisions that don't make you money or don't make them money, mm-hmm. they're going to look down upon that. Yeah. Now, in public, these investors may say, oh, you know, I would support the decision not to go to Saudi Arabia. But behind the doors, they're like, oh, what's that going to do to the stock price? Uh, uh, I mean, and look, uh, to put this in perspective, apparently they're – I don't know if they – I saw something. It was either the greatest Royal Rumble or maybe it's this event. They're going to make more money than they would for WrestleMania. Wow. It's their biggest event of the year. Wow! And they're making more. They're gonna be making more money dealing with the Saudi Arabians than they would at WrestleMania, their biggest event that sells out these large stadiums every year. So that just goes to show you how much money these guys are, you know, bringing in. And it's just the whole situation is is just really really unique because it's like the Saudis they want. Like they were gonna pay to have the Rock show up. I'm sure they wanted Shawn Michaels, the Brothers of Destruction, mm-hmm. and you know, and that's the thing. They're kind of bringing out these old guys. I'm pretty sure these guys can name their price and they'll pay whatever. I, I saw uh, the salaries for this show. Brock's getting three million. Oh wow! I think Shawn's getting three million. Holy cow! And Taker's getting two million. 
Taker's getting two million. Or it might be Taker getting three. And maybe Sean's getting two. I don't remember. But mm. either what those three guys are getting at least two to three million dollars. That's crazy. For one night of work. Craziness. So that right there shows you how much money these Saudis are throwing at WWE. And despite the fact of, you know, all this stuff that's going on in Saudi Arabia, as a business, now that you've already like had this happened six months ago, or I say six months ago, that was around the time. Had this happened two months ago before there was ever any mention of Crown Jewel, yes, I think automatically it doesn't happen. But the, fe- the, the poor timing that they announced this event, it was like a week or two later, this happens, and all of a sudden, boom, nobody wants WWE. Nobody thinks WWE should go to uh, Saudi Arabia. Now, like, if you're WWE, you, you, it's a lose-lose situation. You do the show, you get criticized, you, you get looked negatively upon. You don't do the show, you lose all this money mm-hmm. that could be very beneficial Obviously, to your company. I mean, obviously, making all this money is is beneficial in whatever way you want to look at it. But I don't know. It's a it's a it's a real crazy situation. I personally believe the show will go on. Yeah. Uh, right now, there's only four matches scheduled. They haven't. I don't think. I think since this whole thing started a couple of weeks ago, that I don't know if they've added any matches except that they have the World Cup qualifying, which they have. That we'll go over that in a second. But maybe get your thoughts on what's going on here. Uh, with this whole event and the whole yeah. thing going on in Saudi Arabia. I think the smart play would be because WWE likes to fancy themselves as a pro-American company because they know that's their that's their customer base. Mm-hmm. Um, or not so much customer base, seeing that they're publicly traded now because they got a whole lot more customers with advertisers and with people who are injecting money into their brand, but their fan base they know is extremely pro-American. And I think they should get with the Prince and say, look, let's give this a year to blow over. By then, no one will care. Everyone will have moved past this, and we'll be back. And we'll continue our relationship. We'll just need to give it a year to die down. And then you may get a little flack. I feel like it wouldn't die down, though. I, dude, state-sponsored hits are nothing new. Um, obviously, it's a little bit trickier now because he was a U.S. citizen. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you know, we got to go to bat for our own. Um, but at the same time, this dude should have known better. I mean, you're talking smack about a royal family. What do you think they're going to do? Sit back and go, ha, 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 ha. Oh, that's amazing. This was a great piece. No. They're going to do what they've done for millions of years. Uh, I say millions, but you get with them. Thousands of years. They're coming after you because that's what they do. It's mm-hmm. nothing new. It happens in the Middle East all the time. And I think a year, nobody cares if you go back. Just don't go right now. I guess, you know, but... Certainly, some people will not forget, you know, and right. that's just how some people are. But, um, you know, even, you know, like senators, you know, I got this article up right here. Senators urge WWE to pause upcoming Saudi, which is kind of like what you just said. Pause mm-hmm. it, put it on hold for a year, and then resume it later on when all this dies over. Yeah. Uh, Trump should maybe prevail upon them not doing it. I think if Trump—the only way— 
that this show will not happen is if Trump calls Vince personally and says, don't go, Vince will consider it. I'm not saying he's going to, because Vince is, you know, Vince is Vince. He's not going to, you know, Donald, I don't care. They're giving me $60 million. Like, you of all people should know about the business and, and getting this, whatever. So the only way it doesn't happen is if somehow Trump convinces Vince to not go, but other than that, it's going to happen. And yeah, and I'm pretty sure. Certainly, no. You think Vince is going to listen to any of these senators? Because hell no. I think I think he may listen to his wife. I don't think Trump has to call him. I think his wife will try to talk sense into him because she has a brand now, and that brand is being the director of small business on Trump's cabinet. Yeah, and she's got her brand to protect, which is being a policymaker for the United States government. She can't have her husband going somewhere where they sent out a sponsored hit on an American citizen. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure she's going to sit him down and go, look, Vince, you got to do me a solid. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Type thing. So if they do decide, because we're obviously now less than two weeks away from this event, mm-hmm. if they, I, I like I said, I feel like if they would have canceled it, like the, the window is shrinking to cancel it. Because you, you can't go the day before and say we're can- – because obviously the, I think they're going to go a couple of days in advance, obviously. It's a – you know, you're going halfway around the world. They're going to be there for a few days. So I think if they don't cancel it by this time next week uh, when we're doing this podcast again, it's, it's going to happen. But the window of opportunity, if they do decide to cancel, is shrinking because, man, it, you got to – like I said, it's a lose lose for WWE. Now, They're going to lose either way. What do you think if they did it in some. Except unless they get their 60 million, in which went away, they'll win, but it won't feel like a win because everybody's going to ridicule them for going yeah. over there, you know? Now, what did they do in some other, and I'm doing air quotes in this, friendly Middle Eastern country like Kuwait or something like that? They still call it Crown Jewel, but they do it in Kuwait. You, and, and he talks to, you know, the prince and, like, look, you know, we can't do this right now. Mm-hmm. So we're going to move it to Kuwait. You think the prince would be cool with that? Seeing uh, that it's right in his backyard still in another I, I Middle Eastern know. country? I don't know. Or go to Mumbai or Who knows? I don't know I don't know much about this crown prince, but Yeah. Uh, I guess we'll, you know, we'll find out. I think the the show will be held in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Oh, you, oh, you think they're still going? Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. I, I thought I made that kind of clear. That's ballsy. I think they're good. Yeah, the events are still going to happen. Yeah. Like I said, I, I have no I have no reason to believe it's not going to happen right now. Yeah, sixty million dollars. I know if you're Shawn Michaels, you're probably in his ear. Look, man, you got to go. I mean, we've already booked it. You know what I mean? It's, uh, yeah, because <laughs> he wants his three Hell mil. Yeah, he does. So I think it's going to happen. I think it's going to happen in Saudi Arabia. They're going to receive a lot of flack for it, but Vince is going to be swimming in dollar bills. Yeah. So Vince won't won't care. Like Shawn would be like, look into these puppy dog eyes. Yeah, it's it's gonna happen. So <laughs> wow, but that's what's uh that's what's going on with Crown Jewel. I uh, tell you what, if it does happen, that's Vince just totally taking it out and waving it everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yes, you know what I mean. Yes, exactly. Know exactly what you mean. So uh, speaking of Crown Jewel, though, this is the the match. Uh, I don't. know, This might be all the matches for all. I mean, they might add a couple more because here's how this is going to go down: Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar versus Braun Strowman triple threat match for the Universal Championship. You have AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan for the WWE Championship. Yeah, 
D-Generation X versus the Brothers of Destruction in a tag team match. And then you have the WWE World Cup, which is an eight-man, I'm assuming, single elimination tournament, which is four, five, six, seven more matches. So uh, if you add those seven matches to the other three, then you got ten matches. Uh, these are who uh, qualified for the WWE World Cup. John Cena, Kurt Angle, Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton, Seth Rollins, Dolph Ziggler, The Miz... And Rey Mysterio. What's the World Cup about that? Nothing. <laughs> I mean, what, Nothing what, what says World Cup more than that? There's one international star in this, and it's Rey Mysterio. <sighs> they could have put Drew. I think, well, I would have put Drew McIntyre in over but Not even Dolph Ray. Ziggler. He's from San Diego. Who? Rey Mysterio. But he's, he's of Mexican descent. He's a his ethnicity. He's a, he's he's a Mexican. I mean, why isn't Pete Dunne in this? I don't know, but like I said, I would have replaced Dolph Ziggler with Drew McIntyre. Yeah, that'd be good. Uh, who else? Rusev would have been a good one over the Miz, I think. Mm-hmm. But I mean, hey, they didn't ask me, so. Yeah. But that's the uh, card for Crown Jewel. Let's move on now to the uh, way to go, WWE creative. The next topic of discussion tonight, NWA 70th yes. anniversary show. You have the match card for that? I do, and they got a great write-up on WrestleZone. You can go to our website, AverageMarks.com, pull down the news tab, hit WrestleZone. They got a great write-up on NWA 70. Um, uh, our boy, Bear Brown. Mm. Yeah, we interviewed Bear Brown. You can go check that out at our website or on YouTube. Um, he's going to kick it off against Laredo Kid. Then they're going to have an open challenge tag match, Jack Stane and Crimson, with Road Warrior Animal. And we don't know who's going to come out yet, but it's going to be an open challenge. Ooh. And Jack Stane. Those are always an, interesting. Yeah, Jack Stane is an animal. Uh, current full throttle wrestling champion here in Lake Charles, Louisiana, Tim Storm, and former NWA champion, versus Peter Avalon. And they've been having a lot of great matches over in Arizona. And it's been, it's been like pretty hardcore. Then they have the vacant NWA National Heavyweight Championship, and that's just the new belt that they made. Yep. We'll talk about that in a second because um, quite different. What's the word that I'm looking for? It looks like the majority of the internet loves it, but the AMP crew is not so hot on it. Nope. Um, They're going to have match A and match B, four-way elimination style. Willie Mack versus Jay Bradley versus Mike Perro versus Ricky Starks. Then the, uh, the second one, Sammy Guerrera versus Colt Cabana versus Scorpio Sky versus Sam Shaw. I hope Scorpio Sky wins that championship. Mm-hmm. I think he would be a good champion there. Then Louisiana wrestling legend, Jazz, wife yeah. of Rodney Mack. Yeah. For the NWA we World. Had Jazz uh, give us a drop one time. Yeah. When we interviewed. Who were we interviewing when she came in? Was Red the Threat. Red the Threat? Yeah. Red the Threat was trained by Jazz. And he was installing a security system at her house at the time. Yep. You know what? We will play the jazz drop before this show starts. Mm-hmm. Um, the NWA World's Women's Championship title match, Jazz versus Penelope Ford. Then a two out of three falls match for the NWA Heavyweight Championship of the World, Cody Rhodes versus Nick Aldis. Yep. Uh, how can people watch that show? Fight TV. Oh, Fight TV's covering yep. it? Okay. Yep. Well, there you Fight go. TV. Fight TV if you want to get on that. Um, And, God, we got to get at least three matches with Nick Aldis in it? Who came up with that idea? 
I mean, one match, maybe, because Cody's in there. He can make him look decent. But three yeah. matches with Nick Aldis? He's in three matches? It's, it's two out of three falls. Oh, okay. okay. I, that's, I had a feeling that's what you meant, but it might not go three falls. But then again, I think it might. Yeah. yeah. I mean, come on. You never know. Hopefully, just Cody just gets some two quick falls and boom. I yeah. hope so. Yeah. Like, like one minute match. Boom, boom. Yeah. Well, anyways, so they so they made this new belt, and they're having their inaugural little uh, elimination match here for it. Yeah. What was your first like? Wh- like when you seen the belt, what was your first thing that hit your brain? It was uh, the first thing that hit my brain was I was like, I don't know. I'm trying to think what it. I just didn't really think nothing at the time. I didn't. I knew it was like I wasn't like wow or anything for yeah. sure. It was, uh, I guess my first thought was that they could be so much better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, it's it's not necessarily that the plate on the belt, plate looks cool. The main plate the, the, could use some belt, more work. The belt color is like, I find I just don't like the belt color either. And, and the way it looks. That maroon, I just, eh. See, maroon, I, I still don't think would be bad, but the the way the, the leather strap looks, it looks. It's, like, it's not like one of those belts where. Ooh, excuse me, I was yawning. Uh, has like the shape, and then it makes like a circle or like a, a square or something. Like the way it kind of, it's like the belt is just, a, it's like a weight belt. It looks like, yeah. And they put some plates. Like it just, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't like it. It looks garbage. It looks cheap. It looks like this is something. That it looks you, like something you'd buy at Walmart, like one of those toy. Yes, belts. I was gonna say it looks like one of those companies that are on Facebook that will make you a custom uh, belt, a custom belt, like in a yeah. day, and like yeah, for for a dollar for like a hundred and fifty bucks. And, and like the main plate, it's like like you were saying, the two side plates look okay, but the main plate, it just looks. Well, I like the main plate too. It looks just, like a fifth grader. It design. just doesn't. It, I, I feel like it needs a more to it, you know. Yeah, because I mean, obviously, the heavyweight championship of the world belt's iconic. Yeah, and it looks amazing. Uh, how could you follow it up with this belt? I mean, indie promotions all around the country have better looking belts mm-hmm. than this. Yep. Like the full throttle heavyweight championship belt looks better than this. Yeah, garbage. So yeah, that's what's uh, going down tonight. NWA seventieth anniversary show. Anything else you want to add on that? No. Remember, you can catch it on Fight TV tonight. All right. So let's dive into our next topic: Fox's direction of SmackDown Live, according to or as reported. In the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Fox is going to position SmackDown Live as part of a weekend sports block with the NFL airing on Thursday, WWE on Friday, and the NFL on Sunday. I don't know what they will air on Saturday, but I would presume Saturday will include all college football games. Yeah, we know that. Dave Meltzer is reporting that Fox wants SmackDown Live, that's your boy, uh, to be less about comedy, and they want the show to more in a sports direction this is what it also says. Of course, Vince McMahon loves to include comedic a- elements into his shows, but they will have to adjust to what Fox wants because they are looking at having their sports people on different shows to heavily promote SmackDown Live, and the network wants to give them something athletically oriented to promote. SmackDown Live will premiere on uh, Fox next October from 8 to 10 p.m. There has been a talk of adding a recap slash studio show airing on Saturday on Sister Network Fox Sports 1. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what do you think about that? I like the idea because I feel like New Japan is is kind of doing the same thing. They're 
product is more of like in a sports direction. Uh, whereas in you know WWE right now it's all about storylines. Mm-hmm. So you know I don't know what you think. Maybe will will they will Vince maybe kind of you know go with what they want or he'll just kind of tra- he'll he'll pretend like he's trying or and stick you know kind of stick with what he's going with. I mean I don't know. It's a uh, it's interesting. I would like to see if they go in like a sports direction. Kind of way they kind of it already kind of is because you you know you get Ronda Rousey here she you know MMA mm-hmm. so you get like some of these uh, you know if you get some more of these famous athletes like if you get a Conor McGregor somewhere down the line to do a WWE thing with you they've reached out to Khabib WWE yeah oh, I didn't know that yeah Khabib man he's been uh, trashing everybody but <laughs> uh, certainly you know you get these MMA stars in there that where MMA is a real sport. And uh, you know, eventually, and then of course they added Jonathan Coachman from ES, you know, got back him back from ESPN, put him on commentary, and apparently that didn't work out. But you know, I could see at times they go in a like sports direction, but for the most part, it's all about storylines and telling a story and stuff like that. So um, if they do decide to go that route, how successful could they be? I don't know. Yeah. Now Vince McMahon, of course, obviously is reviving the XFL, so he knows a little thing or two about. I guess running sports, but I don't know how he could implement that in WWE. I don't know. It would just be – it'd be very interesting, to say the least. But I don't know what you think. The Fox, uh, I like what they're asking for, though. Mm. I definitely like what they're asking for. Yeah, and I wonder if it's going to be like, okay, I'll do this for you if you do this for me type thing because I think – I don't know if Vince would want to give up so much control of his product. He'd be like, no, you're just airing my show. Mm-hmm. You know, don't tell me how to run my show. It's got to this point because it's my show, mm-hmm. and I do what I want. Yeah, and I know wrestling business. Yeah, and I know how, what to do. <clears throat> but I'm wondering if this is kind of like a okay. I see what you're saying. I like what you're saying. But if I do this for you, will you carry the XFL on FS1 or FS2? Ooh. Interesting. Right? Interesting. To get like a network deal for the XFL. Yeah. So I'm wondering if he's going to come to the point where he's like, sits down with him and be like, okay, you want to have some creative control? I want a TV deal for XFL. And if that happens, then we're good. Yeah. The only problem is, is, well, I guess Fox already signed the contract to air SmackDown, so I don't know if they can get out of it. So it'd be interesting the particulars of the contract. Mm-hmm. of how much control they do have. Yeah. Creative control. Yeah. So I'm sure there's a lot of things written down that they signed off on and all that stuff when they made the deal. Because I don't see Vince giving that up. Oh, no. I, w- I don't see that either. But certainly for the amount of money that Fox is giving them. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. A billion dollars. I mean, come yeah. on now. But I think that would be a nice play. Yeah. To where he goes, okay, I'll do that for you if you do this for me. Mm-hmm. Be very interesting to see uh, what direction they go yeah. in when they get to Fox uh, in about a year. Looking forward to it. Yeah, definitely. All right, let's go to our next topic now. Let's talk about the New Japan wrestlers unhappy with uh, apparently some new management here. The Wrestling Observer Newsletter, about 10 days ago, while we were off, uh, that's what it said. Wrestlers in New Japan very unhappy with new management. Feel the fun of working for the company has disappeared. Some who were not considering WWE offers months ago have changed their minds uh, the direct quote from the Observer, I don't know if I want to, uh, I'm just going to read the last line. 
There are people who in the past have never even considered WWE who are thinking about it, and others who are completely committed to staying who are probably still leaning that way but are considering the WWE option. So apparently New Japan owners hired this new management, and their background is not even in wrestling. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, like New Japan, it's one of the hottest things going in wrestling right now, if not the hottest thing going in wrestling right now. And you're building yourself quite the roster, and all of a sudden you're going to hire this new management, and now your roster might implode because you weren't able to hire someone to handle your talent like they should be handled, or somebody who's qualified, or maybe because apparently the guy they hired was like an IT guy. He worked in IT recruitment for. Let's see. Hold on. Was uh, Craven, I believe, was the tech business director at Hayes Japan, managing technology recruitment for a company, and had worked in IT recruitment for twenty <laughs> years. So apparently, this Craven guy, uh, he's the general manager, Michael Craven, uh, very difficult and not experienced in dealing with wrestlers, is the quote I see here. So I don't know. I mean, if you're, if you're the New Japan owners, you you want, I mean. Bad as it may sound, you want to get rid of this guy. You know, you want to get mm-hmm. out of there. Like, make your you want to make your wrestlers happy because right now your wrestlers are making you more money than you ever made in your in your life for right. this company. Best year they've had, I believe, or at least last year was the best year they've had to date. This year, I would say probably even more, if not close to what they had last year. So, um, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see if any of the uh, some, some New Japan people make their way to WWE or. You know, we'll see. I wonder if he's like an analytics guy because you know analytics is like real big in sports right now. Yeah, the numbers and this and that. And Maybe thinking, he is. But it thinking, says he he was in IT recruitment, so I don't know. Yeah. Maybe he's got this formula where he he can figure who should be on the roster and who shouldn't be on the roster. But you're right, he shouldn't have direct dealings with wrestlers if he's never had experience dealing with wrestlers yeah. because it's an ego driven business. You got to know how to stroke the ego. To get the guys to do what you want. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To make it feel like, okay, maybe this was their idea, but it's your idea. Yeah. So, you know, you got to you gotta know the ways of manipulate, uh, manipulation. You got to know the ways of just, you know, making them feel like they're the man. Yeah. Instead of going in there and saying, you know, this is the way it's going to be done. You know, I don't care if you have any ideas. Uh, I'm the man type stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that would be such a legendary move in a wrong way to have such a rise of your product that it's finally getting known worldwide and people are starting to, like, dig it here in America. Yep. And then this dude comes in from the IT world and totally destroys it. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, it doesn't seem like he's, you know, heading creative or anything, but... I guess he's just handling just the overall handling of the wrestlers, whether it be how they pay them or yeah. how they accommodate them and stuff like that. So yeah, I don't know. Well, I guess we'll find out. And you know, it's funny. Most of the people that you hear talking about WWE, it's not fun either. The schedule is so grueling. Like it you is, got yeah. Like well, what I've hear about the in, uh, the New Japan schedule is that you get a lot of time off. Yeah, and you still. I mean, you're not making WWE money, but you're still getting a lot of time off, not only to heal up, but to have personal time and to do things that you want to do instead of being on the road all the time yeah. and only being home two to three days a week. You know what I mean? Unless you're John Cena. Yeah. <laughs> 
But this lends to another story that's hitting the internet right now, and it's going around about Jericho and Jim Ross hooking up with the Khan family. Yep. Who are the owners of the Jacksonville Jaguars and a soccer club, and he's a multi-billionaire, got a lot of money. Yep. Well, his son is into wrestling. And supposedly, Cody's on board, the Young Bucks are on board, uh, some other New Japan stars, some Impact stars, they're all on board. If this dude ever pulls the trigger and starts his own wrestling organization, they'll jump ship, supposedly. Well, I... I saw something, and like I said, I didn't really look into it, but I saw that article. I saw the headline, didn't read much into it. I also saw a thing where apparently Jericho denied that he was involved in oh, something like that. Oh, well, of like course that. he would right now. I guess so, yeah. But I don't know. That would be very interesting to see another you know, wrestling organization ran by guys who know the business, you know, see how that would work out. I'd love to see you know a... Uh, a, a wrestling promotion ran by Jim Ross. That yes. would be uh, really cool. I would love to see that. So it could be like, you know, hey, get with the billionaire. It's like get with billionaire Ted, and Jim Ross would be like the Eric Bischoff, you know. Mm-hmm. And we saw how WCW, you know, thrived for a little bit when it did. You yeah. know, we'll see if uh, Jericho could be. Jericho and, Jer- and Jericho's trying to do all these new ventures, and uh, well, Jericho's got a, probably got a schedule on him. He could be the GM. Yeah. That would be, all, be awesome. and he could wrestle too. Yeah, so exactly, be very interesting to see. But uh, back to what we were talking about, which was New Japan. Yeah, uh, well, well, you know, we'll see what happens with them. But obviously, uh, doesn't seem like a lot of superstars are very happy with the new management. So, like I said, we'll see how it plays going forward. That's all we. That's all we yeah. really got on that story right now. And, so you know, it's developing. And New Japan has made some of these guys the biggest stars in the world, like Kenny Omega. Yeah. Like, supposedly, no word yet on if Kenny Omega's down with that new organization, if it ever comes around. But can you imagine how much money they would pay Kenny Omega? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, obviously... They got, the, they got the money. If you, like I said, that's why you get with a billionaire. Yeah. So that would, that would right off the bat, that would hurt ROH and New Japan. Yeah. It would almost kill New Japan, possibly. Because they're putting so much weight into their American or North American performers. Yeah. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Yeah. And the, you know, it's a, good, it's a fun time to be a wrestling fan, folks. Speaking of New Japan, though, Junior World Tag League is happening right now. And I'm just going to give a quick update on what's happening there. It's also the road to a power struggle, too. Power struggle will be happening. Let me pull it up here real quick. Power struggle is going to happen on... Saturday, November 3rd, same day as LSU versus Alabama. But also right now it's the Junior uh, Tag League Tournament. And right now, let's see. Uh, Sho and Yo have four points. Robbie Eagles and Taiji Ishimori have four points as well. Actually, Sho and Yo beat uh, Eagles and Ishimori the other night. Or this morning, actually. No, it was last night. And... Also, Chris Saban and Kushida, they're one and two overall, so they got two points. And uh, Soberano Jr. and Volater Jr., I guess that's how you say it, they each have two points. And then ACH and uh, Ryusuke Taguchi have two points. El Desperado and Kanamaru have two points. And then Tiger Mask, Jushin Thunder Liger just got four points after defeating Shingo, Tagaki, and Bushi. So right now, Tiger Mask and Jushin Thunder Liger, Shingo Takagi uh, and Bushi, and also Taiji Ishimori, 
and Robbie Eagles and Show and Yo all have four points. And then Chris Saban, Kashida, Soberano Jr. and Volader Jr. And pull the other two up here. El Desperado Yoshinobu Kanemaru. I'm butchering the Japanese <laughs> names today. And then ACH and Ryusuke Taguchi all have two points, and that's the update. Uh, the next, let me see. Look at the schedule here. Uh, we still got uh, tomorrow night, Monday, October 22nd, Tuesday the 23rd, then Friday the 26th, Saturday the 27th, Sunday the 28th, all leading up to Saturday, November 3rd. It's Power Struggle and the Super Junior Tag League Final. Actually, let me look at the – they have uh, the lineup already for that one. Chris Jericho is going to be defending his Intercontinental Championship, IWGP Intercontinental Championship against the King of Darkness Evil, Tetsuya Naito and Zack Sabre Jr. one-on-one. Will Ospreay will return from his injury. He uh, hurt himself the other night. He's challenging Taichi for the Never Openweight Championship. Tanahashi and David Finley will tag uh, team up to face the Golden Lovers, Omega and Ibushi. Uh, Kazuchika Okada and Beretta will team up to take on Jay White and Bad Luck Fale. And then it'll be the Super Junior Tag League Tournament Final, which we've yet to uh, determine. So that's just what's coming up with uh, New Japan here in the uh, next couple of weeks. Dude, I looked up Liger because obviously... Uh, being the old man that I am, I remember him a long, long ago in WCW. Mm-hmm. Uh, epic battles with Rey Mysterio and other cruiserweight uh, people. Dude, he's 53. Hey, he's up there. He's still doing his thing. Hey, he can still go. Like elite thing. Yeah, he can still go. Yeah. Maybe not as elite as he used to be, but he can still <clears> go. But he's still a big part of their promotion over there. Of course, Jushin Thunder Liger, if you can find somebody who's just as athletic as Jushin Thunder Liger, you can just take the suit, put it on a new guy. Jushin Thunder yep. Liger could live on forever, you, know you think about it. He could. Kayfabe-wise, could live on forever. So, just saying. That'd be a great gimmick. Like, he never dies. That would be. be yeah. awesome. Because I don't think, well, I mean, maybe he talks. If he talks, I don't understand him, but. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I think it's time for Cheap Heat now. Yes. Let's dive into Cheap Heat. First order of business in Cheap Heat. Ronda Rousey roasted the Bellas and more so yes. Nikki Bella. Uh, was able took a took a little jab at Brie too, both of them, but roasted Nikki Bella. And man, the the crowd reaction at Raw was absolutely uh, awesome. And I think yeah. we actually have a little clip of it here, right? Yes, we do. Chris, roll that clip. I mean, the only thing you guys have ever done that has impressed me is how far you were actually able to go. With the absolute minimum amount of talent. You leached off of the names of your men. and dilute their movesets. You're not pioneers, you're a callus. You're relics of the past waiting to be eviscerated like smallpox. Okay, okay, so you think we're talentless, you think we're a disease, you think we're do-nothing Bellas? Well, 
anyone who thinks that sounds really jealous of us. I mean, come on, Rhonda. The word Bella has done more last week worldwide than you have your entire career here. You're welcome. I mean, Rhonda, we are the ground breakers. We have broken more barriers than you ever have. We have knocked down more doors. You don't even compare to us at all. Knock down doors. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. Knock down doors. My entire career, I've been knocking down doors. I've knocked down doors in judo. I knocked down doors in strike force. I knocked down doors in the UFC. And now I'm knocking down doors here at home in the WWE. The only door you ever knocked down was the door to John Cena's bedroom. eventually threw you out of that exact same door. Yeah, so <laughs> apparently Ronda Rousey wow. wrote that promo herself. And if she wrote that herself, you know, obviously there's talks of her. Yeah, yes, applause for that. Like, you basically knocked down uh, the fourth wall almost yeah. in a way. And you was like... The only bedroom door you knocked down was John Cena's, and he yeah. kicked you right out of that same door. <laughs> oh, dude, it was. And then you just kind of gave a little jab at Brie, you know, saying they both leech off the names of their men. Mm-hmm. So certainly, Rhonda, if, if she wrote that you promo, said they recycled their movesets. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if Rhonda wrote that, kudos to Rhonda. Rhonda wa- watches the product, Rhonda yeah. knows the product. She knew that would be. A great promo, and it was. It was. It was a great promo. But then a few days before that, TMZ called up with her, and she called the Bella some untrustworthy b words. Yeah. So Rhonda's going ham on them, dude. She's going to defend the uh, her uh, Raw Women's Championship at Evolution against Nikki Bella now. So yeah, uh, I'm wondering how much. Uh, v- I'm still a little concerned about that match though. Those two in the ring together, because I mean, Nikki's not the best. Rhonda's improving, but. I don't know if she's still quite there yet, but especially going in there with Nikki Bella. Like, yeah. ah. Oh, no. Nikki Bella started this evolution thing. Oh, yeah? That's what she told you in the promo. Yeah. Now She kind of did. I'm not saying that, but that doesn't mean she was a great wrestler. <laughs> I wonder how much venom was actually in those words. Like, how much venom she was spitting or if it was just, Man. you know, she was just working. I think she was just working, but, dude, that was a great promo. So do you think what she said on TMZ was work? Or do you think that's oh, yeah. how she feels? I think so, yeah. I think that was a work. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I think Rhonda's very... Rhonda's humble. I think the Bella Twins are humble, too. You know, Do you are, feel used, Harvey Levin? <laughs> they're using you for an angle? I think they're all, it's all a work, in my opinion. That's just me. Yeah. I don't think Rhonda... Well, then I was about to say, I don't know, Rhonda. Hopefully they taught Rhonda, hey, look, when you're in public, like, you know, yeah, keep it's always it, a work. Keep, stay, stay in kayfabe, you know, yeah. like, somebody ask you about the bell, like, 
F them, you know, or yeah. call them B words or whatever, you know. Yeah. So as that's the thing, it's not on WWE television. So you Ronda can kind of just go off on them. Like if somebody walks through with a camera, what do you think about the Bell Twin? You know, F uh, the Bella Twins, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now granted, I don't know how good of an image that would, would be, but it's whatever. Yeah. You know? Should be free reign if you're not on WWE television. Yeah. What are you doing, Rhonda? Face doesn't talk like that. Mm. Or do they? Stone Cold talk <laughs> like that. Shit. Oh, yeah, well, but he was I, a just, tweener. I, I mean, timestamp. I just yeah. dropped a S bomb. Oh, you did? A little, yeah, a little small one. I yeah. didn't even hear it. Well, just timestamp it. Okay. So, yeah, but Ronda <laughs> Rousey roasted uh, Nikki Bella. <laughs> Probably the best promo she's cut since she started in WWE. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Interesting little little segment there. So it'd be I, I would like to see the exchanges going forward to their match. I wonder why, which she, is a week from today, by the way. We need to go over that. Why does she trust? We can do it next week. Paulie so much. Why do you think that trust is there? I think because I, they probably know they knew each other before. Uh, they have a close relationship. Plus, Paul's like he's one of the best promos in WWE, and like he knows the business. He's been around the business for so long. Like yeah, he's a. He's a guy you want to have around. If you're if you're Ronda Rousey, why not have Paul Heyman helping you out? Like, right. come on. That's just my that's my thoughts on it. Do you think he, if he gets too close, we might see uh, some leaked footage of Travis Brown stomping a mud hole in him? I don't think we're gonna see that. Oh, okay. I don't think we have to worry about that. It'd be good though. Boy, be interesting. Next thing we're gonna talk about though is the uh, obviously Austin Aries and. Johnny Impact, uh, there was a, a controversial finish, yeah. so to speak, uh, at Bound for Glory in the right. Impact World Championship match where Johnny Impact hits Aries with his finisher. Aries takes the pin, but then no sells it, gets up and just walks out and basically like a big giant FU. Mm-hmm. What did you think about that? I know you follow Impact a little more closely than I do, but what did you, what did you think about that? Yeah, if you don't follow Impact, of course, they just had their Bound for Glory, which is their WrestleMania. They had it in New York. And by the way, pick a better venue. I mean, if it's going to be your biggest event, don't make it look like it's a little indie show and like you got 200 people there. Get a better event. I mean, if you want it in New York, that's fine. I don't know. Find a better event. That's all I'm saying. Anyways, moving on. Yeah, so the culmination of this started with some Twitter beef. Essentially, Austin Aries called Taya Valkyrie, who is uh, John Johnny Impact's wife, Husky, on Twitter, which, of course, got him heated up, you know what I mean? Yep. And for good reason. Yep, yep. And, and he raced it. I'm pretty sure Impact Management got to him. They're like, yo, dude. Because she's had some, uh, some problems with her weight. And, you know, obviously it's a touchy subject. She's a big gal. Um, but he took it off. He said he was just trying to, you know, uh, promote the uh, event and stuff like that. Well, Johnny didn't take it that way. He said, no, dude, you took it to a whole new level. This was not just promotion. Like, like, like I'm really ticked off about this. Anyways, yeah. so Hall of Fame right the night before. Aries comes in late. When he starts taking the podium, him and Johnny jaw back a little bit. And then at the end of it, he says, I was going to come here and say I was out of bounds and say that I was sorry and apologize. But then he had to start running his mouth, talking about Johnny Impact on TMZ, putting my name in the dirt. And then it all got crazy. Mm -hmm. Cuss words started flying. And I mean, like, 
not like usual cuss words like on a wrestling show. This was like we want to talk about Venom. This was straight Venom. You need to go look it up on YouTube if you haven't seen it. Yeah. And these dudes, they, they got into it. They had to get separated. They got into it again. They had to get separated. So coming into the match, there was some real heat there, like some shoot heat. Yeah. And looking at the match, it was pretty stiff. And uh, they still worked safe with each other, even though they had heat with each other, which uh, I applaud them. But yeah, at the end, he takes a finisher. He gets up like nothing happened. Totally no-sells it. Looks over where Callus is and other management, starts flipping them off, flips Morrison off, or Impact Johnny Impact off, starts flipping the fans off, and just walks off. This dude is a grade A douche nugget. Mm-hmm. And I love Austin Aries' character, but this move right here, like, obviously, if I'm Impact Management, I'm cutting this dude. Mm-hmm. I can't have this. Yeah. You know, you're not going to no sell my promotion. And then get up and throw me the middle finger. Mm-hmm. Like, it was time for a new champion. You had your run. Yeah. I don't know. Obviously, he's still going to get indie bookings if he yeah. gets cut. He'll still go around making $1,500 a night. Probably working two or three nights. Yep. Still making really good money. Yeah. But, I mean, come on, dude. Like, that's... That's the reason why you can't stay in any promotion because of your attitude. It's not the promotion. It's you, dude. Has it been confirmed that the no-sale was a work or a shoot? or? No, it has to be a shoot. How, why would you slap the business that you profess you love like that in the face? Yeah. Because now you just told every little kid who may still been living in the kayfabe universe, well, why is he okay? Before that, he was acting like he was hurt and he was tired, mm-hmm. and now he looks fine. Like yeah. he just got up yeah. from a nap. Mm-hmm. And if you love the industry and and you love what you do, you're gonna have more respect for it than that. Oh yeah. I so agree. It, it had to be a shoot. I guess so. It's hard for me to say because you know it. If it's a work, kudos to Impact for that, but. Mm. I don't know. I, you could go about it a little bit different. The the, the press conference and stuff that, that that was good stuff. But yeah, uh, no selling. Like I don't know. That that's that's a little risky. Yeah. So if it's all at work though, I guess it did its job because everybody's talking about it. So including us, right? But it's cer- certainly you could have went about it differently. I guess. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, if you're gonna no sell something, no sell when he chops you. Yeah. You know. No sell when he does a move on you. But when you no sell the finish, not only does that make you look like a douche, like everybody that's gone before you and come after you, you just slapped him in the face. Yep, you're right. So well, that's what's going on over there with Impact. Uh, lastly, on Cheap Heat, apparently you got into it with Nick Aldis on Twitter. Yeah, we discussed that in uh, Ep 47. Mm-hmm. And if you can go back, uh, we also have the Mikey Goes Mental segment yeah. uh, segmented on our cast box. Mm-hmm. You can check that out. But yeah, the dude blocked us, Patrick. Yeah. The dude blocked us. Now, <laughs> this is what I got to say to you, Nick Aldis. Because you blocked us, good luck on getting any more likes or retweets on your Twitter page. Because you may have 100,000 more people than us. But like I said before, they don't give a crap about you. 
And the only reason they did is because of us. And now it's gone. Yep. Because you blocked us. Because you're a Twitter lightweight. Was this your first time on social media? You know Twitter's a bunch of trolls. <laughs> That's what Twitter's good for. Yeah. And uh, Unc Dave. Yep. He took three or four on the chin from us. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, like great lines. Like, when I knew you weren't made for war on Twitter, I let you be, dude. Like, me and me and Dave got into it. And I know Patrick doesn't think so, but I think I smashed that dude. <laughs> I think, uh, I, mean, I, think was, I totally smashed him. Hey, look, if you think you smashed him, then I, 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 I won't tell you otherwise. Yeah, and, and, and he retweeted us like 10 times. Mm-hmm. And we were just going back and forth, and he never blocked us because he gets it, bro. Twitter is full of trolls. It will always be full of trolls, mm-hmm. especially in the industry that you're in. As like, especially while, while we're there. And why did you block us? You were mean to us first. Yeah. If we're going to go like schoolyard on this, yeah. like you took the first shot. Yeah, because he was talking about, yeah, living up to your name, uh, getting my birthday wrong. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. So. Like you took the first shot, but I think... Patrick, with the reason why we got, I think I think he listened to our Mikey Goes Mental. You think? And I think it really hit home because I spoke a lot of truth in there mm-hmm. about him being a hack model, wannabe, bum wrestler, mm-hmm. and how Mickey James is the only one in the family with the talent, and how he was just sitting home collecting her WWE checks before he got a call from William Corgan because he knew he was out of work and he could travel the world and get paid crap to do it. Mm-hmm. So I think that really hit home. Yeah. And he was like, holy crap. That dude disputed a lot of truth and it hurts. Because yep. the truth hurts, dude. It does. And I think because we weren't blocked until I released the Mikey Goes Mental. Uh-huh. And I almost, I put it on Twitter, but I almost tagged him on it. To see if we can get some more run out of it. Yeah. But I didn't tag him. But I think he saw it anyway. Mm-hmm. And I think he listened to it. And then that's when we got blocked. Hmm. You Twitter lightweight. <laughs> Cody is going to kick the crap out of you. And like I said before, you're going to slither off into oblivion. And nobody's going to remember your wrestling career. And they're definitely not going to remember your modeling career. Hack. I didn't even know he had one. Exactly. He was a model before he was a wrestler. Yeah, well. Not that I would have looked at him. <laughs> well, I think that's it. That's all we got. Screw you, uh, Nick Aldis. One, one more thing I want to add. Apparently, uh, the, the the Performance Center got a handful of new uh, yes, they did new uh, prospects here. Let me uh, let me pull that up here. And I, I was looking. Quick. I was looking on cage side seats. And there's a picture here of Becky Lynch. And while you're looking that up, Becky Lynch and Charlotte mixing it up at the Performance Center. Yeah, I yeah, I just literally typed in WWE Performance Center and uh, two superstars involved in a fight. I, that, that's also got to be a shoot. But I don't, I don't know. Why would they do that at the Performance Center? But mm-hmm. I, I don't know, man. Of course, use what you got. But yeah. uh, let's see. The new Performance Center recruits here. Okay, so we got – let me see here. You got Punishment Martinez. Mm-hmm. You got Chelsea Green. Uh, is it Mia Yim? Matt Riddle. Mm-hmm. Let me see here who we got. Uh, Jonathan Omagbahin, the seven foot three dude from Nigeria. 
He's a uh, a handful. There's Matt Riddle. I wonder if he's Chelsea got Chelsea Green. My goodness, she. Uh, I wonder if he's got the prototypical like big guy voice, like Zach, Andre. Zach Rogers uh, tapping that right there. <laughs> Mia Yim, ooh, she ooh, looks ooh, good. Ooh, I like ooh. Mia. I like me some Mia Yim. Uh, also, Humberto Carrillo. You've been on face. You've been on YouTube lately. Uh, I'm always on YouTube. Zach Ryder is promoting a fart app. A fart app? Yeah, it's Zach Ryder. He must say he's not, he got nothing better to do backstage. Apparently. Also, a uh, former professional rugby player, Australia's Daniel uh, Vido, Vido, V I D O T. And uh, that's all the that's the newest performance center. Uh, signee, so expect yeah. to see some of these people in I don't know how NXT Matt R- soon. I don't know how Matt Riddle is going to pass a drug test. <laughs> yeah, he looks like a... Uh, That's how he got fired from UFC. He looks like a stoner. He is. Well, there you I go. mean, and look, there's nothing wrong with that in my book. But obviously, if you're in the sports industry, you're going to get tested for that. Like, yeah, Especially in UFC. Yeah. And hanging out with the, the Diaz brothers. And supposedly for WWE, you get tested about all the time, random tested. I guess so. Um, I don't see how he's going to make it. And then he's so anti-establishment, he's not going to stop. Mm-hmm. Nope, I don't think so. So, I mean, I, I don't get that pick. I like it. I like his swag. Yeah. King of the bros. Uh, but I don't think he's going to be able to last once they have them to go pee in a cup. And then also one more thing I want to mention, uh, the Dave Batista promo on yes. uh, SmackDown. I showed it to you, uh, basically telling Triple H, you've done everything in this business except beat me. Think we're going to see Triple H and Batista at WrestleMania 35? Wow, that would be great placement. See, I was wondering even sooner because I was thinking, okay, they're not going to go to Saudi Arabia. They're going to have to move this somewhere in the States. And maybe that's kind of like a, uh, okay, we had to move it. It's not going to be called Crown Jewel, but here's an extra match. Yeah. But, of course, WrestleMania would be great for that. And, of course, Triple H is going to want to go on the biggest stage available. Yep. And I feel like Triple H would win that match, but... Oh, Dave Batista looked great. Yeah, Dave said he said that he planted that seed real Mm -hmm. well. I don't know if that was supposed to happen or if he just, you know, went off the cuff. But man, that was uh, was awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, I bet you he he was like, okay, I think these Guardians of the Galaxy movies are uh, fizzling out here. Yeah, because we've had some problems with the Me Too. He really wants to be back in a WWE ring. And And I think that promo will will have helped him more than he he thinks. Oh yeah, the big pop from the crowd. Oh what they want it because he's never been a much of a promo guy, but he uh, he he spoke from the heart. Because I think I saw an an article. Apparently Vince told him before go out there and speak from the heart. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He did. (laughs) He certainly did. (laughs) Yes, he did. All right, man, that's that's all we got for today, so uh, go ahead and take us home. All right, remember, if you're listening to us on iTunes, please do us a favor after the episode, click that subscribe button, click that rating button, give us a comment so that we can be stuck in uh, iTunes algorithms so we can get suggested to other pro wrestling fans. Also, swing over to our website, averagemarks.com. You can find our latest episode up there. You can find our latest Hottest Woman in Wrestling Tournament there. Yep. Also, you can check out our new news section. Yeah, that's a cool section. I like it. Yeah, yeah. It's got a lot of good stuff on there. Um, And next week, 
broadcasting live on Facebook Live. That's Absolutely. our new home so for live sure streaming. If you, if you haven't done so yet, go like us on Facebook, the uh, at the average marks. Yep, we got three hundred likes. So shout out to everybody who's liked our Facebook page so far, and uh, we want more of you. Exactly. Um, and with that being said, it's time for us to get out of here, Patrick. Outro. You've been listening to the Average Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast with Michael Leander and Patrick Fry. All opinions discussed in the show are those of the Average Marks and do not represent any wrestling company, organization, or individual. For more information on the show, follow us on Twitter and iTunes. AMP is a proud member of the Roar Network, powered by thegorillaposition.com.